Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. Today I'm responding to a parent who says her two-year-old often reacts to other children crying by crying herself. This parent is concerned that her daughter is maybe too sensitive to handle social situations with other children. She's anxious to find a solution because they'll be attending a lot of holiday events in the next several weeks. Here's the email that I received. Hi, I've been following you for a while now, but my girl just turned two, so it's just getting interesting. She's a smart girl, but we live rurally and can go a week without seeing anyone apart from her immediate family. Often when we're out and another child cries, she will also become inconsolable. I was wondering if you have advice on how to help her through this. Is it normal? I try to comfort her, and I usually try to explain to her why the other kid is crying and to show her they are fine. She will often cry longer than them. I'm writing now because we have some kids' Christmas events coming up, and I'm dreading them. Any tips would be appreciated. Thank you. Okay, so this sounds like a wonderfully sensitive girl. Sensitivity is a positive thing. It's a strength. And what this girl is actually showing is what we all want for our children, empathy. She is understanding another child's pain. She's connecting with it. She's joining this other child in the feelings. And that doesn't mean that she herself is feeling what that child is feeling, but the child's cries touch off something in her and... She has this cathartic reaction, venting her own feelings. The early years are a very emotional time for all children, and venting is always a positive, positive thing, whether it comes out in a tantrum or even a whine, you know, as hard as those are to hear, or a scream, as hard as those are to hear. All feelings being expressed are positive. Because what they are is releasing what is already inside the child. We don't really know why children cry a lot of the times or why they have the feelings they do. But we can always trust that there is a reason and that releasing those feelings is the most positive, healthy thing they could do in that moment. This isn't a problem to fix. It's interesting in this case, you know, interesting that she goes on longer than these other children. But it's positive, and we may never completely figure it out. So yes, it's normal for this child in this situation. Every child wouldn't respond that way. When I read this, it reminded me of my own daughter, my second daughter, who I guess she still would consider herself an introvert, although she socializes well, and people like her, and she's quite successful in what she's doing. She's a senior in college right now. When she was a very young infant, I had kind of kept her home and kept things peaceful, even though her sister was four, so it wasn't that peaceful. But as much as possible, I gave her a peaceful, predictable life. But then I kind of wanted to take her to a Rye class, like the classes that I teach. I wanted to take her to one of the other teachers who I very much respected, a longtime teacher who I knew as an associate but I didn't know her actually as a teacher. I'd never been in her class. So I wanted to bring my daughter to this situation. And she was, I guess she was maybe four or five months. 
And there we were in a room. It was in a, a yoga studio. And there were maybe six other babies in the group. And they were all on their backs. And the mothers and fathers were all sitting right next to them. And my daughter rolled over onto her tummy. And that, I guess, startled the infant next to her. And that infant started crying. When that happened, my daughter started crying. And she couldn't stop. <laughs> she was crying louder than that other child even. And I picked her up when it seemed that, you know, she was needing that. And I held her and I listened and I tried to understand what, what was going on. And I trusted that these were feelings that she had for some reason. And I think I even took her outside at one point, not to try to fix her, but just to, you know, give her some air and to give myself some air and to have a little more peace for that class so that they didn't have to hear this overwhelming crying. Although crying is very much allowed in these Rye infant classes and, you know, as encouraged as it would be at home or anywhere. But I was trying to be thoughtful towards the other parents there. And I finally said to the teacher after several minutes, I said, I think we're going to go because she just seems to be having difficulty and she's not comfortable. So we went and we got in the car and eventually she calmed down and she stopped crying. And I actually didn't take her back to the class because we had to travel quite a long distance and it was just a, a lot of effort. I didn't really need to be in a class. It was just something that I kind of wanted to do. But I didn't decide not to go just because my daughter had cried. I decided that, you know, maybe she's sensitive. Maybe she's better off at home. Now, having said all that, to this parent, I would say in terms of advice on how to help her through this, yeah, so I would, as I would with any child, prepare her ahead of time for what to expect in a situation, just telling her the facts as you know them, not trying to build it up or or warn her or anything, but really just sharing what you know. This is where we're going. I think there's going to be a couple of children there. You know, if she knows any of the children, then describe them and remind her of who they are. Let her know about the adults that are going to be there, what the activities are as far as you know. Just keeping her informed so that she can come into the situation with less possibilities of being thrown off or surprised. Besides that, I would really trust her feelings and I would be careful about, um, this mother says she tries to comfort her and try to explain to her why the other kid is crying and to show her they are fine. So those kinds of things can come off to our children. I know they're very, very well-intentioned and loving. They can come off to our children that we aren't comfortable with their feelings and therefore it makes them even less comfortable with themselves and their feelings and their ability to handle these situations. So it can help to bring our focus into what we know for sure when we're acknowledging the feelings. All we know is that this child started crying and that made her start crying. And that's what I would stick with in terms of any kind of verbal response to your daughter. She cried and that made you feel like crying. You feel like crying too. I wouldn't use words about being scared or frightened or sad or upset herself. I would just stick with what we know for sure. So I would approach this with trust. Yes to her question, is it normal? Absolutely very normal. 
I wouldn't try to do anything. I would just accept. And whatever reaction she has, I would speak to her strength in the situation. That is more empowering for a child than saying, oh, yes, I know she's up, but look at her. She's fine. She's going to be okay. You know, those kind of comforting, quote, comforting ways of handling it and responding and kind of trying to convince her in a way that she should feel better because this other child's fine now and see, there's nothing wrong there. And of course, this mother doesn't mean to say this, but what it can say to a child is don't feel what you're feeling, basically. And children receive that message. So doing a lot less work around this as a parent works a lot better. <laughs> really trusting, letting her release, seeing it as positive, seeing it as empathy, seeing it as something getting touched off in her that's so cathartic and healthy to express. That kind of perception will bring about the most positive response. Again, I would perceive this as strong. You know, you connected with her. <laughs> It's a positive thing. There are children who, you know, they are more sensitive with other children and they get surprised. They get touched off. It's all okay. It's all part of the journey for them. It's nothing to try to calm down or comfort or fix or, or concern ourselves with. It's just a process. And all the feelings that our child has around it are positive. So if we're going to our places in ourselves like, oh my gosh, did that scare her? Or I've got to make this better and, you know, she's traumatized. All those kinds of things will cause us to respond in a more anxious, uncomfortable way when what we want is to give our child confidence in themselves by believing in them, believing in their ability to handle the other children at the Christmas events, <laughs> you know, with us there to back them up if someone's going to hurt them or something like that. If they need someone to run to, we're there. But we have to believe that our children have the goods to navigate this, to navigate their journey with our help. Socialization takes a long time. It's really lifelong learning that we all do. And the best way to empower our children to learn is to trust them, to trust where they are. I'm sure she will get accustomed to other children in time. It gets easier, and that doesn't mean I would push to expose her to other children, but just trust that when it happens, it's the right time, and she can handle it. So I hope that helps. Also, please check out some of my other podcasts at JanetLansbury.com. And remember, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. Also, my exclusive audio series, Sessions, these are individual recordings of private consultations with parents discussing their urgent issues, is available at sessionsaudio.com. That's sessions, plural, audio.com. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.